Welcome back, everyone. Today we're diving into 1 Peter 2, verses 18 to 25. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing, when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if, when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Honestly, stuff like this is so difficult to wrap my mind around, much less swallow and live out. Everything in me resists this concept of enduring unjust suffering because my sense of justice is aroused, and I hate the wrongness of it. If I were a servant under a cruel master in that day, I would be so frustrated by this command. I'm wrongfully deported from my home, and now God wants me to, to submit to the abuse of a cruel master, and for his sake? Each time I've suffered the same way in life, I have found the lack of immediate justice an incredibly difficult pill to swallow. Yet Jesus swallowed it, and he was the last one in the universe who should have had to do any of that. Jesus' sufferings on our behalf is the greatest source of injustice in history, all for the sake of justice. How strange. When I suffer for doing good and endure, God calls it a gracious thing and he is pleased by it. When I suffer, am I mindful of God? Do I do so in light of him and for his sake? because Jesus has gone before me to set an example in suffering? Or do I not? This is a gracious thing. If I suffer for doing good, I'm following in Jesus' footsteps, his example of suffering for me and my good. He suffered so I could follow and be like him. When reviled, I'm not to revile in return. When I suffer, I'm not to threaten, but to entrust myself to the Father the just judge, just as Jesus did. Literally, Jesus submitted to the Father and trusted his justice system, even when it didn't look like it would turn out well, by entrusting himself. If Jesus, who was God, had to do this and submit to his Father, and this was an act of trust, then of course I have to do it too. I can also take comfort that he understands the struggle to trust, and he's been through it already. It's not something he's asking me to do that he'll never understand, because he actually pioneered it before I ever had to do it. By his wounds, I am healed. He leads me back to himself. I want to be like him even in that. I want my own wounds to be used to produce healing in others, just like his wounds did for me.